Our guest today has been sketching for years and in doing so has helped solve some of the most important high-profile cases in recent years for the NYPD. He's a veteran who continues to live his service and purpose together. Plus, he's a huge Star Wars fan. That comes through in his art, and we get to geek out a little talk in the wars. Let's meet Matt Render of Battle Tribe on this episode of Pick Up the Six Podcast. Hey guys, what's up? Brian Jodis back once again for another episode of Pick Up the Six Podcast. I got Matt Render on the show with me today, brother. I'm just, man, pumped to do this. <laughs> so thank you so much for having me on, man. Yeah, man. It's my pleasure. Uh, Low Copper to 56 Brave popped me a note and was like, hey, you, you tracking this guy? He makes some really <laughs> cool art that's uh, sort of special forces military themed, but then it's yeah. got some other flavor to it. And as a big Star Wars guy, it's got, if you guys go see it, right? Battle Tribe, yep. you can check it out. It's awesome, man. No, thanks, <laughs> I man. I really it. appreciate I love it. the stuff, yeah. <laughs> so if we get to know you a little bit today, man, talk a little bit about, I know you're in the Army. Right, veteran. Yeah. And so, I mean, bulk of your life as a retired NYPD yeah. sketch artist, which obviously shows yeah. in the work you do. I mean, how's a guy from an army become a sketch artist for the NYPD? What's that story? It's it's pretty wild. So my you know my backstory is um I grew up in Long Island, New York. My dad was a a sick artist. He was a worked for Warner Brothers and Disney. He was an animator. Nice. He did a lot of stuff. So I grew up with that whole art you know background, whatever. And I watched him professionally do it all the time. And then, um, you know, but I never thought it was going to be a career. It was always feast and famine. He would do good, then he'd do bad. So I'm kind of right. like, eh, I didn't really know. Also, too, growing up, my grandfather was a World War II dive bomber pilot in the Pacific. So I grew up with that whole World War. Yeah, and, his, bro. His, and his brother was uh, a B-17 navigator, and he got killed over wow. Germany. Wow. So I grew up. Yeah, it was, it was uh, you know, so like, had a like very, you know, um, uh, grounded um World War II, you know, growing up and everything. Yeah, dude, so, we used to get to sit around the table at my grandfather's house and he would tell stories. He was on a a, destroy, a, noi, a Navy destroyer in the Pacific. So those guys might have been over there, same time, same theater, or similar similar places, uh, which is pretty yeah, cool. wild. Like, it, it, it's hard. He passed away, unfortunately, in, in 2006, but I wish I could have gotten more stories out of him. But he, he, he told me a lot of stories and very vibrant and very mm-hmm. explained them. You know, he would he would go in that movie that came out a couple of years ago, Midway. The main character flies the plane he flew, the McDouglas Dauntless. Oh, nice. And yeah. so it was really cool seeing, you know, lined up with some of the stories because they would guide the bombs and they'd come flying in, drop them and then fly out. But so I grew up with that whole I was very into like, you know, the military and stuff mm-hmm. at a young age. So I get out of high school, I really don't know what I'm doing and stuff. 9-11 happens and I just I was just kind of like hanging out doing nothing and I just felt that call to go sign up and like get into it, you know, like that was like my Pearl Harbor amongst many yeah. people in America. Sure. <clears throat> it was like, I'm not doing anything. I need to get into the fight. So obviously by the time the training and stuff was all done, Iraq was getting ready to kick off. So I went to uh, third infantry division at Fort Seward, Georgia, and they were the first ones in for the invasion. So I didn't get there in time for the invasion. I was in first brigade. First Brigade got there, I think, in like January, and the invasion kicked off like March 19th. I didn't get mm-hmm. there until later in April as a replacement for people that were killed or had emergencies and had to go home. So I joined my unit and I did my first tour in Iraq in uh, 2003 for OIF-1. So um, pretty, pretty cool. Pretty wild. Pretty, I- pretty eye-opening, right, man? <laughs> yeah, you're from yeah. Long Island, you walk into that. Yeah. But, um, and especially like, I was like in the Vietnam movies. I was like the new guy, you know, everyone's like, who's this guy? You know, but every, 
everybody was very nice to me. I had a good time. I really didn't see anything too much over there. Um, finished up the tour with them, and um, we all got back. As we were leaving, the insurgency was just starting to kick off. Like first, uh, first armor division was taken over, and they were getting hit, starting to get the IDs and stuff. And like the insurgency was trying to starting to figure out. So after the initial invasion, it kind of like calmed down to like a little bit of skirmishes and stuff. And then I leave, and then um, the insurgency starts to to breed. 2004 was pretty much my train up, our brigade train up for the next deployment. And 2005 is I went back again. I ended up going to Samar, Iraq, and that was like the blood and guts, you know, tour of when I was in the military. So um, pretty, pretty wild. So just go back in time for a second. When yeah. I got when I got back from Iraq the first time, one of my friends, he was a sergeant. He was like, "Yo, the NYPD is giving out an exam at the officers' club." So they sent recruiters down to Fort Stewart, Georgia to give out the test. So I was like, yeah, 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 kind of like blowing them off. He's like, no, no, we need to take this. I'm like, okay, I'm glad I listened to him. So I went, took the test. They sent me my score. They're like, get a CO to sign a deferment for you. So when you get, when you get out, just give us a call and you can start the process. So that happened in 04. I go to Iraq, you know, go through all that, um, come back in January of 06. I end up getting out of the military in April. Literally, I'm in my car driving up I-95. I call NYPD, started the investigation. Three days later, I was in the academy in three months. Wow. It was like like that, hit the ground running. Not even like, couldn't even take a breath. I was like, yeah, no kidding. In it. In it. So, but that's how I, I got right into the NYPD. So, did you feel the same kind of sense of duty? I got to think a kid from Long Island, 9 11 happens, obviously, just, I mean, changes the world forever. And you're like, all right, let me go sign up again to fight there. And then at the same time, it's like, you feel like you, you military and NYPD and FDNY kind of joined at the hip in a sense, you know, in yeah. that post 9 11 work, right? Did you have a yeah. similar sense of service as it related to going to do that next? No, absolutely. You know, it's just, um, I guess it's like a trend in like my story is just like mm-hmm. just continuing, you know, service and stuff like that. And um, I know a lot of people in the, in the military that, that never were police officers and stuff like that. And wore patches like NYPD emergency service, NYPD patches, FDNY patches, you know, for the invasion for uh, Afghanistan, That's Iraq right. and stuff. Right. So big, um, they lost a lot of guys, you know. Yeah. You think about Medal of Honor recipient, Mike Murphy, Operation Red yep. Wings. Yeah. Right, wearing he was, those he kind of patches the in over. the battle. That's right. He, he, lived, he lived the town over for me. I actually met his mother on a VA. I went to the VA in uh, Long Island and met his mother. So she, I, I didn't even know who she was, and yeah. um, I was, at the, I was getting an ID card, and she was like, um, you know, thank you so much for your service, and I'm like, oh, thank you. She's like, no, 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 thank you so much. She's like, you know, I really appreciate everything you guys do. She's like, I lost my son was a Navy SEAL, and lost his life in Afghanistan. I was just like, you're starting to add it up. You're starting like, to add I'm it up. Like, yeah, I'm you're starting like, to add I'm it up. I'm like, I was like, are you Miss Murphy? She's like, saying, I'm like, yo, thank you so much. You know, yeah. you know, thank you so much. For, you know, your your son's service and like everything and. That was a real touching moment, you know, but as soon as she said those two things, I was like, I knew exactly who, who she yeah. was, but it was, yeah, we had, his, know, we've had his dad on the show here and he's an incredible guy as well. And their perspective yeah. is pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, given what happened to them. So yeah, they have, I believe they have a museum there and they do. I haven't visited yet. Yeah. I think just open it, just open it up probably within the last year like or so I mean, rel- relatively, yeah. relatively new, which is uh pretty incredible. And yeah, it was an honor for us to be able to sit and talk with him. What, what's your family thinking? 
Cause it's like, man, we just got oh, you back man. from Iraq, right? Like you survived a couple tours. Now you want to go join the NYPD? Like that doesn't come without risk. Yeah. No, you know, they were there for me, supportive and stuff. But, um, you know, it definitely is very stressful, especially my mother, you know, but, um, yeah. you know, end of the day, someone who's going to do it, you know, yeah. Certain, you know, my son just enl- enlisted for the army and, um, he got an option 40 ranger contract and, um, he's leaving in July. Awesome, it's just like, yeah. it's really seeing somebody say, you know, and it wasn't me pushing him or anything. I told him, I'm like, yo man, it's freaking, it's going to be a sh- shit show. And you know, like, this is all you like, that's it. Right. You're all alone. And you're going to freaking have to make it on your own. But just to see people still, you know, raise their hand and get involved because, you know, only a certain amount of people do, you know? Yeah. So listen, man, obviously given your dad's background and experience, I mean, were, were you a sketch artist? Were you a kid? And even coming up through the army, right? Pad, uh, charcoals, pens, pens, <laughs> right? Like, were you kind of always in that space or is that something that developed once you got Absolutely. into the police force? Absolutely. Like, so I got the the talent from him, obviously just drawing, seeing him make, I remember just getting the chill of watching him mm. draw something and something come alive and everything. And I always drew. And, um, one of the things that, you know, like I got very really good with my hand eye coordination when I was a kid when you were a kid, they didn't really have posters of like everything you like posters were kind of like rare. So I, I want to like, Oh, I want this thing big. So I do like a big drawing. So that was mm. always, you getting that eye hand coordination was always that, but I always drew it like you know i did art in high school i make my own like comic books and characters and stuff and i always did it as a hobby and i even you know i drew when i when i was in iraq i had a sketchbook and i would draw and stuff and i just kept it but i never thought in a million years it would be a part of my career like yeah. being a professional artist you know so how does that work out right so i mean you go through basically <clears throat> into the police academy right to join nypd yeah. i mean yeah. are, are they screening you to find out that's a skill set no, or are you like so- hey here's something i can do pretty good i might be able to you know, use when this? you go like when you go through, they do look at your background and stuff. So like from all I was in the infantry, so they had all that stuff like heavy weapons expert and all this, you know, crap. But um, like artistic, not really. So what happened was I was a cop for eight years on the street. So I did patrol. Just I working did the missions, beat, yeah. just working the beat. I did plain clothes sometimes, you know, like I would do the whole thing. I I had one of the, I had an army buddy who was like, hey, you know, would you want to do an interview with Tom Brokaw? For American movie classics, I was like, yes. <laughs> so I did a I did a, a little interview on American movie classics for um with Tom Brokaw. When I was there, I met somebody who knew about the sketch artist unit. And hmm. he's like, Oh, y- your boy says you're a sick artist. My friend, he's like a first grade detective at this sketch artist unit. I'm like, What? He's like, It's only a three-man unit. I'll give him a call. You go, you know, and we'll see what's up. Yeah. I'm like, Yeah, yeah. I'm like, absolutely. So he called. So the the sketch art the detective called me. And this guy, Juan Perez, awesome dude. He's like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, my boy said you got some talent. You want to come down, bring your portfolio, and we'll, we'll schedule to take an art test. You know, like, we're not looking for somebody now because there's only three of us, and you, and you have to wait for one of us to retire. I mean, die, <laughs> you know? But right. but um, we'll definitely, you know, take a look at your stuff. So that's the one thing to, like, I have no formal college um, education with art and everything. The one thing really good about that is they work you up to having a really good portfolio. Mm, like yeah. my portfolio, my portfolio was just like the stuff. I stuff you had worked on. Yeah. 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 Which is, you know, like whatever, it was all right, whatever. So I bring that in there and he's looking at, it, he's like, all right, all right. It's, it's all right. So, um, he's being nice. <laughs> so what happened was, uh, he scheduled me for an art test. So I did the art. So I come in, he's like, all right, you're going to come in on a Thursday. I come in Thursday. I do the art test. Yeah. Very, very stressful. So, 
you know, because yeah, like what do they what do they have you do during that? I'll tell you. So the thing about the art test is like you screw up, you're done. Like you look like yeah. you're never like, oh great, this guy can't draw with the shit. And they're like, you could talk the biggest <laughs> game in the entire world, but if you draw, they like, gotta you know, see it. They gotta see, gotta see it. it. Yeah. So it was four parts. The first part was you had to draw a photograph dead on. No big deal. So they give you a really character not a prompt. But I'm still sweating though. Like I'm drawing my whole life and I'm like really trying to get it like on point. Get that. The second one is the bread and butter of the sketch artist is composite sketches where somebody describes what somebody looks like and they pick out photos with different pieces that resemble what the guy look like. So here's the eyes, here's the nose, here's the lips. So <clears throat> they give you two photographs and you have to combine elements to make a person. So you need a knowledge of anatomy, placement, all that stuff. You show the drawing, like, okay, that looks like the guy. The third part is the test giver has a photograph of what the guy looks like. You can't see it. You can't use any references. You can ask him any question you want, and you have to draw the guy from your mind. Jeez. Yeah. So, like, you know, does he have a mustache? Is he a male white, male Hispanic, male black? Uh, you know, glasses, this and that. And then they take it, and they flip them, and they see how close they are. So then the fourth part. You don't have that one, do you still? I mean, oh, I do. I have it. Yeah. I can take it out. That's awesome. to see it. Yeah, so it's awesome. funny. <laughs> it's funny. My, I had a, my lieutenant. We were testing for new artists like a while ago <clears throat> just to get some people up. And I, my test got taken out of like the cabinet and, and uh lieutenant's like, Oh, this is actually pretty good. I'm like, <laughs> I got the job guy. Like, <laughs> you, know, you, you think I've been bullshit my whole life. It's yeah. so funny. But yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a tough test. Oh, so the fourth part is, they have two people. It's at, I worked at police headquarters. So they have two people in the building that don't know each other. Blind come up to them, backs turn, they flip, they look, they both walk away. One person's the victim. That one person has to explain to you what he looks like. Oh my and God. They, in like a they, moment. In like, they give you like two minutes. So it's like 60, you know, 60 seconds, 60 seconds, boom, out. And then um, they show you. So you do the drawing and then the person walks in the room. So, but that's more of a real, that's a real scenario because sure. most people are only see people for a second or two, you know, and they have to describe them and you have to, you have to relax them. And like, it's all about, you know, rapport with the person, you know, like if they're comfortable because if they don't like you, they're not telling you, are going to miss like that light, that scar, like that one detail that's going to separate that guy from everybody else out there. It's so important. Yeah. But, um, so, so I did all that in 2011 and they're like, you did really good, man. Um, when I retire, we'll hit you up. So they gave me a call in 2013. So I went, you know, I was still back to the show. Just regular working, right? Yeah. That's it. You know, answering calls and running around. And then um, in 2013, they called me up. They're like, he's retiring. He put his papers in, you know, come down. So I came down like, all right, this is going to happen. Your desk is going to be here. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. Like two weeks later, he pulled his papers. What? <laughs> so I was like, I was like, ah! <laughs> so he went, um, he continued to work there. And then in, I got a call in 20, the end of 2014 that he put his paperwork in to retire. I was like, <laughs> it's like Tom Brady. And we're recording this. We're recording yeah. this episode on the day that Tom Brady has retired yet again. Uh, yeah, and we'll see if this one, st- <laughs> this one sticks. It's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, it wasn't time for him. Yeah. So uh, then he retired. So he retired the end of 2014 in January. So January 15th. I had some surgery. I was out sick and I got not hand surgery, call. right? No, face, face, no, no, no. So, um, I, I was out and, um, I get a phone call from all my buddies at work and they're like, you got it, motherfucker. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so I did cartwheel. Dude, what a long journey, man, to finally yeah. get there though. After all that. 
It was awesome. So you talked about having sketched out like hundreds of sketches, all kinds of crimes. I mean, tough stuff, right? Homicide, robbery, Mm -hmm. all that. Do you remember the first, first one? Was there like a first one you had? So I did a couple, but like my first like one I really remember was um there was a there was a uh, what do you call it um what do you call it a, a, a nanny i guess right pushing um watching two kids in central park and she i believe one was like five one was like two years old and he would she was pushing um in a um a swing set and out of the bushes a disturbed woman comes out and just snatches the five-year-old and runs oh away god so she chases chases a woman down manages to catch up to her and wrestles the kid from this woman who was trying to steal this kid <clears throat> so they bring her in she was an au pair so she comes in so i i actually go to the apartment interview her you know what does the woman look like giant media blitz they put it all over the news you know like they're looking for this woman all the mommy all the moms are like mom groups are yeah. showing the drawing and it's all over tv and i'm like oh i'm like yo it's really cool you know you see i'm seeing my artwork all over the place you know wanted posters you know fox fox and abc and nbc news like all the major and newspapers and um the next day my mom calls me she's like yo they caught her on your drawing and i'm like get out of here she's like no 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 it's on it's on just turn on the news. So I turn on the news. I'm waiting. It comes on the news cycle. Um, mom groups were, you know, out there with their strollers. They all had my sketch on their phone and they yeah. saw her. So they called 911. They went and arrested her and it was her. Whoa. So they, yeah, it was pretty wild. So I was like, wow, you know, it was really cool. It's so funny. I didn't believe my mom. You know, I was like, really? Right. <laughs> but um, that was like my first really cool sketch. Did, do, do, did, did folks get to know, like, were, were they allowed to know that you drew, drew it? You, did you, you look at all the... If you look at all the drawings, you'll see a name next to it. So there's only three artists, so you'll okay. see a name next oh, to it nice. who did it. So if you yeah. see Klein, that's me, and you'll you'll see it. But it's just a little circle. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's pretty wild though. You, you know, seeing a big, you know, you you work on it for so long, and and you're doing yeah. it, and you and yeah, you, you know that that fate dude, it's an integral part of the process. Yeah. Like without that, they probably don't get her. If you're just looking yeah. based on description, you're not being able to see something. Yeah, you know, like, and that's a different time where there's just not cameras everywhere too. So that's the thing. Like, so obviously throughout the years, the, um, the workload has come down just because of technology. There's just camera footage everywhere, but there's still lots of places where there's not, and that's when you know they need you know they need an answer. You know, the victims deserve an answer, so mm. they grab the sketch artist. I would fly in and do get the sketch done as fast as I could and get it up there and get to the detectives who do like the real the real deal. They're out there, you yeah. know, be able to help them. Are you doing this all in sort of New York, New York City proper? Or are you traveling around some to do some of this work? No, I did. Um, I've done. A, uh, I never left the state. I went upstate a couple times, but um, I helped other jurisdictions. But most of it was through emails and yeah. stuff. Like I did a lot of um. What do you call it? DOA reconstructions, where there's mm. a dead, you know, dead person that can't show their face, or they're de- heavily decomposed. So I put them together. I've done that for other agencies, but um, mostly through an email. But there's been a couple times I've had. I did a cold case where I had to go to a prison, where a, a person that witnessed the crime was um, a prisoner. Mm. We brought him out of main population. I did a sketch with him. You know, like I've done different stuff, but most of it was in um, in police headquarters. Sometimes too, also if a victim's hurt. Yeah. We'll go, we'll go, go to the see hospital. him in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had a case like that where yeah. a corrections officer got shot and I went to it, went to his bedside and did a sketch and everything. Let me ask but, you a tough um, question, man. So, you know, 
going into combat, right? You mentioned that second tour, pretty intense. Mm -hmm. How does that prepare yeah. you for some of those moments where you've got to see some things that most folks should never have to probably see if you're doing a reconstruction or a DOA or something like that. I mean, did that, did um, that prepare you for the, for some of those moments? Yeah. Um, you know, I saw a lot of grizzly being a, being a cop. It's cool. You know, cause I have, I have, I've seen both worlds. I went yeah. through the training of both and I've been in really bad in, in Iraq and really bad in the city. And, um, what do you call it? I mean, yeah, a hundred percent. Me personally, there's not everybody, but I'm glad I had the military experience before I became a police officer. But being a police officer, if you've done your time, you've seen enough grizzly stuff, you yeah. know, like just, you know, I, I did midnights. So, you know, unfortunately saw a lot of um, people that passed away in different forms and, you know, homicides and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's all kind of the same, but I'm glad I had that prior experience. So. Sure. All right. So that first one you talk about, right. And that that's a success story, right? They got her. Yeah, it's awesome. Yep. Any awesome. any stories of ones that man still sort of sit sit in your craw, <clears throat> unsettled um, ones or anything like that? I did a lot of cold cases, and a lot of them, it's like it's like a last shot, you know, yeah. effort. And you know, every couple of years along on the anniversary, they bring it back into play again, and they they try to get some resources together. Um, one cold case I did, I did it a while ago. I had a, they did a bunch of media on it. It's just, you know, unfortunately it's just, it's so hard, but there was a, 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 a baby that was just born that was, was murdered and put and strangled with a, um, a towel and put in a garbage bag in, mm. uh, 1993, I believe. And it was in Brooklyn. So like every so often they're trying to find out who did it. So, um, you know, I would actually give you a lot more details, but it's still yeah. not solved, but I got you. it just, it just said, it, you know, like, yeah, it it's just, terrible. So I did the, you know, I had old Polaroids and stuff. I did a whole reconstruction. They put it out there in the media. Um, but uh, the case is, you know, it goes unsolved. You know, they, they ever pull you guys in to do courtroom stuff or is that a whole, whole separate, yes. whole separate deal? Yes. So the thing is, um, I've been notified a couple of times for court. I actually had one case that was coming up. I was getting ready to go, but they, they either plea or they just they just call it off at the last second. I have I've never had to go. So and sort of do that get that real time sketch, right? Where they're that's kind, it. Of, kind yeah. of well I, the the last big case I just had when I left, I was supposed to go to court. I was all excited. <laughs> and then that Tuesday, like yeah, he played out. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I was all but all right. So you've officially hung up the pad and pen and paper on that that's side it. of things. When did that's you when did you uh when did you retire from NYPD? December thirty first. Man, so, just done. I know. This is my congratulations, bro, on a thank hell of a so career, much, man. man. And really, thank it. you, our listeners too. Appreciate it for all that you've been asked to do on behalf of our country and that great city. Still, great city, I think. Right? Um, yeah. Man, thanks for just being able to do that. All right. So, at what point you're like, I want, I want to keep this going, right? I want to keep, I want to keep my art going, right? That comes through through this brand that's called Battle Tribe. So, just how long? I mean, have you been working on that stuff for a while? And you're like, yeah. Going. Yeah. Tell so, me the, the history of that. So in um 28, I've always been doing my art, like my own side art on the side. And um 2018, I was kind of like, oh, you know, let me kind of like put it under an umbrella. Mm. They'll make it noticeable and everything. So I came up with the idea of this. Uh, I was trying to come up with like some like a catchy name and everything. So I battle tribe. I was like, all right. Yeah, so it I sounds badass. Say, I, yep. It sounds, that's great. Yep. <laughs> it was funny last night. I was talking about my wife. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's really, it's really grown, you know, because me and her, I was like, battle tribe, battle tribe. And um, I just wanted it to be a way of um, getting my art out there, also monetizing it, 
and um you know just get it out there and stuff but i also wanted to be kind of like my lifestyle so like whatever i'm into so i'm not like forced into drawing and doing stuff like it's just like what i want out there stuff you like exactly and that's that's what makes it you know just keep going and going because it's just kind of like the, it's like the rabbit hole like where do i want to go what i'm working on like everything and that's another thing too is like not everything's the same you'll see art that goes in different directions some stuff it's a little more fine art and then more pop art and more comic booky it's just kind of like whatever i'm in i put it out there and you know people enjoy it they don't but it's out there well i so, love so, it man the first time i flipped it i flipped your page on on instagram and i see a soft guy with a stormtrooper helmet on, I'm like, get hot. This is right up my alley. Like, this is great. So that it's just, it's got a really cool look. It's got a, it's got a real uh kind of vibe to, which I think is cool, gritty. Yeah. But then the way you've just combined things you know and obviously must love, right? Like you got to be a big yeah. Star Wars guy if you're, yeah, absolutely. you're folding all that in there. You you've you're combining things you know and like, and and they work well together. Yeah. That was the um, the one picture I did. It was it's called Up to No Good. It's mm-hmm. a bunch of stormtroopers all hanging out. But that was like the first one that really kicked it off. And um, what happened was I was, you know, what it was is I was, I, I, everyone was doing like, and they still do. There's no offense. I do it too. Everybody does the operator skeletons. Yep. Right. Yeah. So yep. I'm like, all right, cool. And I like it. And it's like, but it, you know, it's a little overdone, whatever. It's fine. But the one thing skeletons that I like, have become a little overdone. Like I don't need another logo with a freaking skull on. Like, we no, got it. Nods and night vision and skull, <laughs> and I've done it too. Right. So, but the but the thing is, I like about that the skeleton with like the soldier thing. It's the color palette. That's right. So you have all the greens and browns yeah. and then a stark white. So that's why I was like, let me put a stormtrooper helmet on a tactical guy. But yep. the thing is, it looks kind of goofy. It's very goofy. But if you do it gritty and dirty and you have like yeah, kill markings cool. and everything like that, then it becomes believable. So then I, you know, I did, um, I, I just did that one picture and a friend reached out to me. He's like, yo, that, that's freaking awesome. Do you mind if yeah. I put that on Reddit? And I was like, yeah, sure. So he put it on Reddit and it had like 60,000 likes in a day. Damn. And, and that and that was it. So I was like, oh, nice. you know, so I just kept doing stuff like that. And it just, you know, just growing and growing. Stormtroopers, Mandalorians. He's got the Dark Lord of the Sith, Darth Vader on there. I mean, it's all good stuff. I'm flipping through it right now just because I'm like, no. I'm look at more of it. Like, man, this stuff is so good. Uh, this Ahsoka one I'm going to need for my kids. My daughter's absolutely. <laughs> big, absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean, like, you know, you think about like, well, so we'll Star Wars out for a second. Do you, you, you listen to Rebel Force Radio at all? Once in a while, once in a while. You, you got to get on with these guys. They love you. Yeah, yeah. They have oh, yeah, artists yeah. on all the time that make oh, this Oh, yeah, yeah. Stuff. check it out. We need to send you over to those guys because they're great. Anyways, the progression of the Star Wars universe is a lot of stuff has happened. And, you know, you think about animated series and uh, Clone mm-hmm. Wars wasn't really met with a lot of love at the beginning, but then they were yeah. able to develop it. And this Ahsoka character, my kids, absolutely. I have two daughters. They love her. Yeah. They yeah, love her. Awesome. And she looks great in, uh, yeah. in animation. I think they did a pretty damn good job in live action. That was the big too. test. Yeah. That was the big test when she showed up for the first time. They were pretty like, good. Is it, yo, awesome. Look pretty good. <clears throat> season yeah. two of Mandalorian is fantastic. So good. You know? Incredible. Like, yeah. Well, this uh, picture yeah, you got good. where she battle night. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. And she's got perfect <laughs> posture. She's kind of getting up. Uh, gotta, and it looks come. like the Rosario Dawson version of her, which is good. So. Yes. Yeah. I love it, man. You guys got to go check it out. Uh, Matt's Instagram is Matt Render R E N D A R. Is there another one for Battle Tribe, or is that the best place for folks to go find that stuff? That's the best place to go. Yeah, I have a couple other pages that are like full back pages. 
in yeah, case yeah, the yeah. world just in case in, but yeah, yeah no shit man so what uh what's been some of your favorite stuff to work on and create um like i know this is so what a question everything now yeah I'm yeah yeah done, i mean it's um, all good like i've done um obviously stickers t-shirts camouflage yeah. patterns i've done i've done um the action figures you ever seen those those are pretty wild yeah i did um what do you call it you know canvas art posters i've done lots of different collaborations with companies i've been you know i've been enjoying a lot now doing like the quick little animations sure with my art and stuff so like here's a piece of art like all the art i do i try to make it have a lot of action and detail going on yep. so by doing like a quick video with music and stuff I, I just think it like it gives you like a little like an action piece that draws you into the picture and then you could see you know you see the final art and they, <clears throat> i think that's kind of cool yep. you know just doing like that little but um yeah i'm trying to think i have i have a dry literally a dry erase board with all my projects and you just come with ideas that's it so like yeah. i retired but i'm i'm you know when's your midnight when, oil here yeah when's your when when are you when are you cruising are you early morning are you late night Right. Like as an artist, so, what, what works for you? So when I retired, I was like, I was scared. Like, am I not going to do anything anymore? You know, am I going to lose that edge? And just, mm. and nope. I'm still, I, I draw a lot at night. So you're like, <clears throat> I thought I'd be like an early morning kind of guy because I yeah. you know, for work. I, I worked early, but yeah. I'm drawing like the other night I drew to like three in the morning. You know, wow. I'm sitting there, sitting there at the tablet, just drawing, yeah. you know, making it happen. But yeah, late, night, nighttime is the one I do most. How has technology changed since you started this process? Because there's so many apps and platforms and right digital tablets and all that, yeah. right? Well, I'll tell you straight up though, the iPad just made it everything. Um, mm. I got an iPad Pro like for my birthday and like in the summer of 2018 and just hit the ground running without learning it. It is awesome. so amazing. That's the thing too is, you know, traditional art, it's awesome. A lot of respect. It's so much, it's so much time consuming, so much work. And you can so, leverage technology just to make really incredible that, pieces. <clears throat> for somebody like that's doing, you know, like, like I was balancing a career, you know, marriage, children, everything else, friends, this and that. I just, you know, just for me personally to have that, I can get in there and, and like a, a fraction of the time I can make great artwork is um really, really awesome. And, um, cause originally you would have to, so I'll give you an example. Let's say you're doing like dudes, a helicopter, a sky and building yep. on fire. You had to plan that all out. And, um, this is no, this is no disrespect to the people that do it. You know, sure. they, they all, just for me doing the digital. So I could draw all those elements and then I can change the composition. I can do this. I could do that. Oh, I really don't like this anymore. I can throw it in the background. I can change the opacity, the color, shape. Like you just have all these tools that just take you know, a lot of the, the timing out of it, you can just, it's a, it's almost like you're not even drawing. It's like you're sculpting the image inside, you know, the tablet computer, you know, whatever you're working on, but it just, it, it decreases the time needed. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It, it, I mean, it looks great. The Etsy store, right? Etsy.com slash shop battle tribe. Yep. You guys just go on Etsy, yeah, search yep. up, right? You'll see it. Uh, Matt render R E N D A R is that Instagram. So you can follow there. Who, who are all these good fellas you're hanging out with here? Oh, what's uh, going on over there? I see some track that's my, suits. That's my, that's, I'm like, that's my, that's my crew. <laughs> is that the Gabagool crew? Yeah, you know it, man. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. True. No, um, for the last two years, I've had the privilege to go Cry Precision, awesome mm. military company. So I've done artwork for them for their. They have a charity. They do a shot show for Warriors Heart and some other veterans. Nice. So I was getting invited out there, but 
the good group of friends I go with. So when we go out to uh, one of the after parties, we, um, we dress different. God, I so love it, man. Th- this year's, this year's outfit was, uh, <laughs> Joey bag of donuts. That's it. <laughs> Ninety right. so Sopranos. Good. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I just started rewatching. I mean, I've seen the Sopranos. I don't know. A thousand yeah. times. I just start, I just racked it back and started again from the beginning. God, those early episodes, they're so, so good, man. They're so good. Oh, good. It's funny they're though. So spot on. There's <clears throat> when that's what it is like. Like you want, like there's so much content out there flying yeah. at you, and you're just like this. Like me and my yeah, wife go are back to like, the well. Minutes, yeah. When you go back to the well, you realize like really that good show. TV. I mean, really good. They're hitting every episode. It's great. Yeah. There's yeah. another great show you got to watch. It's very um, like niche, but I think you'll enjoy it. It's only three seasons. Episodes are like 20 minutes long. Mr. In-Between. Okay. It's an, it's an Australian hitman show. Like nice. three seasons. It's on Hulu or FX. Fantastic. Okay. We re-watch, we re-watch that too. And we're like, it's like a fine wine. We're just like so good. Just the acting and just like writing. On, <clears> it. <throat> on it. All right. Uh, two rapid fires. Maybe a couple. We'll see what happens. Oh, I'm horrible at this point. <laughs> Han shot first. There's no doubt, right? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Why wouldn't he? Uh, it was it. It's it's so detrimental to his character, you know. Like it just like a hundred percent, he would shoot first. It's yeah. just like he's like that dark guy. You just don't know, you That's know. Right. Like That's right. It's the same thing too. It's um, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but you compare Boba Fett in the Book of Boba uh-huh. to Andor, Andor, like Andor's fantastic so i'll tell you what the first couple episodes i thought i was like i don't know if they're going to be able to keep me i felt like it was a little slow to build the world building but then when you get into it you're like oh that was always intentionality and it was done really really well and man that show hit its stride andy circus absolutely incredible in the middle of that thing like i mean yeah i'm with you i can't wait for the next round to see what's next it's really good the one thing i like being a star wars fan there's a lot of like boring stuff in it but i was eating it up yeah but like, it's good that's my eating, yeah i'm with you eating breakfast you know like asking for a coffee you know another curse word you know yeah. the first star, the first star wars booty call like you that's know right. all these, like, right. little, little, little details that i was like oh my god you know there was big rumors <clears throat> that she was going to drop an f-bomb on one of those last episodes i think there was and they cut it when she I says fight the empire, the empire they, uh, yeah. Maybe she's... yeah well yeah well, listen, also, too, power also, also too the stormtroopers are shooting people they were hitting everybody. Crazy. And then like one, one of the protesters jumps on the stormtrooper's back and the other stormtrooper right. shoots, shoots him off the back. You know, if that pretty was an Ewok, I don't, I don't pretty know. Good, pretty good <laughs> shots at, at that point. Favorite Star Wars character? Oh, man. That's a hard one. Um, it's hard because you can't say like Hot Solo, Luke Skywalker sure. and stuff. Oh, I would. Um, you can say Luke Skywalker. That's what I would no, say. Obi-Wan to, Kenobi. No, I got to be different. I got to be different. And, See, everybody feels like they got to be different. You could just go with your heart too, or maybe just one that had the biggest impact on you. Oh, I'll give you one obscure, okay. uh, very obscure. He's not, yeah, I guess he's not my favorite, but he's General Veers, man. Simple, simple guy, man. Simple guy, you know? simple guy. <laughs> and the original, he got he gets killed, is not, you know, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. I like General Veers, he's cool. He's just a normal, I like the normal guys. That's why I love I like, like Rogue One and Andor, it's just regular people, you know, like yeah, you don't they have to nailed, be they super, nailed it. Well, listen, and the guy with your background and the art in which you create, I got to think Rogue One as a legit Star Wars war movie, right? Battle mm. movie has got to be pretty high in the rankings for you. And a lot of people oh, absolutely. really, love really it. love it. And I, I do too. And just, and again, the backstory in which it, it outlines is pretty incredible. And then Darth Vader just goes absolutely Wolverine berserk at the yeah, end of that yeah. movie. And it was it just, awesome. 
fantastic. And it's, and you know, the backstory with that movie, like the movie, this is whatever, from what I've heard, whatever, the movie was a bit of a mess. And then Tony Gil, Tony Gilroy was brought in to reshoot, recut, and he said it too. And he's like, I'm not really a Star Wars fan. It's kind of, you know, put it back together, but made it what it is. Probably should have had him help on Solo because that thing was a mess. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the same thing too. Is they had uh, the Lego Movie directors. Yeah, they pulled them, and then they had. Um, they salvaged it, I think, the best they could. But yeah, how do you? Uh, where do you come down on on uh, on all the sequel Don't. stuff? So uh, this is where I lose fans. No, um, no. I don't want you to say that's yeah, right. I, I, want you to so say like, I was just going to say, what do you think about Last Jedi? And I'm like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Up. Listen, there's yeah, some let... incredible moments that I absolutely really love and enjoy. And there's some stuff that I'm like, I don't know what the hell they're doing. There's some credible moments in the rise of Skywalker that I absolutely love and enjoy. Oh, Ben's character arc and redemption and the way he saves Ray and all that. And Ray fighting Palpatine at the end. I freaking yeah. loved it. Like that all was great. And then there's some wacky stuff to where I'm like, what the connectivity doesn't work here. I just, the, first of all, like there was things I really liked. Like, I'll, like, I'll be honest. I walked out last Jedi. Like, Oh, that was awesome. And then like, I kind of felt the same way too. In the moment I was like, that was pretty cool. And as the day went on, I was like, I remember seeing Phantom Menace day one back in like 99. I cut school. I was like, this movie's, this movie's awesome. And then as the day went on, me and my friends were like, it wasn't awesome. I was the same (laughs) way. I went and saw it at midnight (laughs) at midnight. Right. And it was on fire for it, but it's aged incredibly well. Yeah. I think so. But like the real quick thing with Last Jedi though is like, I know it sounds horrible and people don't hate me, but like Last Jedi, the whole thing with Luke Skywalker obviously is the big thing. Yeah, it's and bullshit. It, 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 I know, but it you know it didn't bother me at first. The reason why is because it was the same exact story arc as Yoda and Obi Wan. They're both and and like you know they were all trained. Like Luke wasn't even like really trained. Like right. you had the best Jedi. I know, but that's why he's supposed to be different. <laughs> Exactly. Different. Well, that's my second, my second part. But the yeah. first thing is like, you have the greatest Jedi in the world. He yeah. does all this fighting and he lives, but like also too, like, does it weigh on you? He's only, he's not like space Jesus. Sure. He's a human sure. being. So I could see it weighing on him, blah, blah, blah. But then the thing is like, the reason why the trilogy is awesome is because Luke is the man. Like he was better than Obi-Wan and Yoda. And that, you know, that by doing that, you downplay. He acted opposite of what they told him to do yeah and then in that movie he kind of does what everybody would sort of expect him to do and i think the not to go too far down because we could do an hour and a half on this (laughs) i think the reason why at the beginning i was excited about was i was just happy to see him i was happy to see him in the movie like because we didn't get him at all yeah in the force awakens except for at the end and then so i was just so glad to see him back yeah Uh, then yeah and then they yeah same with Han Solo too, you know, yeah. Han Solo's the man. Then he becomes like deadbeat dad. You know, it's just it's like, true. it's know. true. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, dude, this has been an absolute blast. Awesome. I've loved it. <laughs> Thank uh, you so guys much. go, go check them out. That Instagram is Matt render R E N D A R. It's called battle tribe. You can find it on the Etsy store, go support a man, go buy some stuff. I'm going to see if we can't commission you to do a couple things. Uh, if that's something you do and you've just lived an incredible life, man. Thank you so much. Uh, from military really service, right? To to real service, right? Like what you did for the NYPD, man. I mean, that's absolutely amazing. And then now to see you get to kind of live out your passion and do this, we wish you nothing but success. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. He's Matt Render. I'm Brian Jodis. That's been this episode of Pick Up the Six Podcast. <laughs>